You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight, we're looking at the 14th and final episode of Logan's Run, entitled Stargate. Driving through the countryside, Ram and his pets come across a seemingly injured man who appears to be freezing, despite the weather being temperate enough for Jessica to get away in what she's wearing. They take him back to his city, where his comrades invite the travelers back to enjoy their hospitality. They're all dressed in thermal-looking clothes. Inside, Logan and Jessica are drugged and interrogated. Rem is discovered to be a highly sophisticated android and taken away for parts. Rem, being programmed not to resist humans, goes along more or less willingly. Logan and Jessica are left inside a very hot room without water, and Logan realizes that these people aren't from Earth. Rem also comes to the conclusion that they are not human beings, but apparently that's not enough to overcome his pre-programmed directive about resisting human beings, and they take him to be disassembled. Parts is parts, and Rem's parts work just fine in the alien technology. Rem surmises that the device is a beacon designed to call the aliens' homeworld. Logan and Jessica are rescued by Timon, last human survivor of the city who lives in the basement. The aliens arrived a few years back when their spaceship crashed landed nearby. They are strange, horrible creatures, but they soon began to adopt human form by stealing the forms of the humans who lived in the city. Everyone else was killed. Timon explains that the aliens are probably already creating duplicates of Logan and Jessica. They go to find and destroy them. Rem's parts have been used but they're not enough to make the alien doohickey go, so they need more parts to make it go. They take more of Rem's parts because parts is parts. The technobabble runs strong in this episode. Logan and Jessica destroy their forming alien bodies, then track down Rem. He's in bits, but in the meantime, he's been building an anti-alien doohickey thingamajig. Their conversation is interrupted because the aliens return for more parts from Rem. Parts is parts, and Rem has parts. With a gun that Timon was saving to kill himself with, Logan takes command of the doohickey room. But, as always, he fails to take the weapons from the fallen aliens and give them to Jessica and Timon. More aliens come, and they're taken prisoner and left in the swamp to die. I've lost track, but I'm pretty sure they needed more parts, so Rem is further disassembled. We learn that the doohickey is not just a transmitter, it's also a matter transporter, and if they get it going, an invasion army will arrive. In the swamp, which is full of horrible mutants that kill everything, Logan leads Jessica and Timon out of the swamp, which, which gives them the upper hand because the aliens most certainly think that they are dead but they are not. In a final assault, Jessica and Timon pump the doohickey room full of liquid oxygen, freezing the aliens to the point of hibernation. Rem and Logan use Rem's anti-alien doohickey thingamajig to destroy the doohickey. 
With the aliens incapacitated and stranded from their homeworld forever, Timon plans to lock up the creatures that killed everyone in this city, including his son and daughter. Logan, however, has another suggestion. Why don't you offer them the chance to live in peace with you? Yeah, that's gonna happen. Rem's got his parts back, and it's off they go on their way to more adventures. The end. Oh, if only there were more adventures. Oh, if only. I mean, if they kept on this trajectory, I mean, the show is just, you know, it's on a, it's on a linear path, maybe even exponential, reverse exponential. Um, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> wow. What'd you think, Stargate? Um, uh, it. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something good to say about it, other than you try and yeah. If it had maybe more budget. It might have been a little bit more interesting, but I don't even think that would have helped. I, yeah, this is not a well thought out episode. No, of Logan's Run, and and I'll go there first. Let's just start with this one first. The idea that aliens from another planet could arrive on Earth, mm-hmm. find an android that is more sophisticated than their technology. And just keep pulling pieces out of him and going, yeah, that fits. And then sticking it in their machine. I, I have a theory about that. Ludicrous beyond belief. Yes. Yes. What is your theory? I, I have a theory that their spacecraft was so horribly damaged that they could salvage only their gold and silver suits and their paint wands. Everything else was pretty much a write-off. Maybe they got yeah. some nuts and bolts and some alien flanges or something like that, but... That's it. So everything you think it's all from the city. I think it's all from the city stuff that they cobbled together. Because that room that they put Rem in is just strewn with partially disassembled stuff. So I guess it makes sense that they'd be able to pull a circuit board out of Rem and and literally put it into the circuit board receptacle of the machine that they've built, and it would work. That's working on the assumption that Earth has a common technology that REM is. I mean, I realize REM is Earth technology, but even there, I mean, try pulling a part out of a Mac and sticking it in a PC. You know, it's just some, yes. Yeah, some pieces, you know, some stuff is made to be uh, uh, swapped out and made to be almost uh, common, like CPUs and memory. I didn't really get the impression that that REM was meant to be a... uh, uh, off-the-shelf kind of assembly android, but okay. Oh, yeah, but we he, don't know. I know, mean, he, he came from an entire society full of robots, so... But they are taking just parts that do something completely different in him and then putting them in their machine to do something... Oh, sure, yeah. ...completely different. It it And and that whole, we need more parts. I, I really, I really do think <laughs> that we were listening to that episode of Next gen track with the pack lids. Yep. You make it go. Need parts, make it go. You fix. <laughs> like, oh, wow, you guys are lame yeah. aliens. Pretty much, yeah. I'm thinking and, that most of the smart people on board the spacecraft died. Yeah. I, all right. Um, speaking of that, mm-hmm. so there's X number of aliens aboard. The ship. Yes. And a certain percentage of X aliens die. So that leaves behind Y 
aliens. And yes. those aliens take over the city, replicate and kill humans so that they have bodies that, that fit, and then kill everyone else. Yes. Would that not imply that they got enough bodies for all of them before they killed everybody off? Uh, yeah. So why do they need Logan and Jessica's bodies? Maybe they're going to give a new body to the guy that they found wandering out in the desert because he's, he's damaged his body. Oh, yeah, totally put him in Jessica. Oh, yeah, that'd work. Sure, why not? But what was that whole plot thing? What was that about? Nothing came of it. Oh, they're going to replicate your body. Oh, there are bodies. Let's kill them. Okay, problem solved. Yeah, you got me. I don't know. <laughs> and we've, we've, your friends who have escaped and took over our doohickey room, we've captured them and shot them with our pain sticks and we've left them in a swamp to die. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> and I and then the swamp was lame. Yes. Well, you know, scary monsters take budget. We're we're gonna we're gonna die in this swamp because creatures are here and it's gonna kill us and uh uh, well, I guess we should try to leave. Oh, we did. Yeah. Well, Timmons seems to be completely terrified of it. But, you know, I'm sure that all throughout his childhood, he was told that if you go out into the fen, you're going to die. Yes. You know, just to keep yes. him out of harm's way. Because, you know, there was like a large snake that lived there. Yeah. And things were torn up and horrible creatures. And I, I mean, I get it. I get that there's supposed to be dangerous stuff in there. And. I'm not uh -huh. even denying. I mean, at one point we we see something ambling through, following our heroes. Yes, at, you know, at at a commercial break. I think it was Tiger Man from Buck Rogers, but that's just me. And then we never see that thing again. Nope, nope. Uh, that uh, was that that was right before a commercial break, right? Yeah, we saw it ah. shuffling after the meta commercial break, and yes, then the cliffhanger. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's and then all that was. Just a really lame uh, cliffhanger. And, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I think there's... the whole point of it was so that people learn that uh, uh, Logan has learned how to navigate by the stars. Uh, he's learned things from Rem. From Rem. Yes. Now, I have to say, how does knowing how to navigate by the stars get you back to the city if you don't know where the swamp is and you don't know where the city is? Having but... a clue. And they arrived in the city during the day. Yep. So, uh, yeah. You know, if he'd come out in the swamp on the far side of the swamp, and then they had to circle around it, I could believe this. But the fact that they come out on the adjacent side was a, a bit, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about that. We've arranged for them to be terminated. Yeah, or you could have just, I don't know, terminated them. Right, what? Yeah, I mean, they have or no you could have against killing. They've done it to right. everybody else. And you could have just put them back in the chair and got another reading and stuffed them back in the room and yeah, made more duplicates. Oh, but they had a strict timetable to adhere to. You know, you can't, yeah, uh, 48 can't ship minutes millions and of troops. With four commercials, yeah. Yeah, you can't ship millions of troops, you know, across intergalactic 
uh, gulfs of space without adhering to a strict timetable, apparently. I've got one thing that I'll say that I liked about the episode. Like maybe the wrong word, but I appreciated it. You sort of, kind of, can see the things coming through the transporter. Yes, yes. you don't. (laughs) You never get a good enough look at them to know. Yeah, it's like guys in red cloaks holding what might be rifles or... Plumbing fixtures. They look like they're in armor. Yeah, and then with like a, some sort of a mask on, a helmet. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, consistent with Timmons' uh, explanation, they're tall, they're thin, they're horrible looking, they have trouble in our gravity, but, you know, put them in armor and cover their face with a helmet, and just There's a right. tall, thin entity in the in the teleport seems kind of, yeah, I'm all right. You know, yeah. I, I, I like that they did that and they didn't show it to us. A little less so with the fact that they showed us Tiger Man's legs in the swamp, but then didn't uh, didn't give us anything. Not even his legs following them again. Uh, right, just one afterward. quick shot, and that was it. Yeah. It's like, ooh, this swamp is full of dangerous stuff. How are they ever going to get out? Oh, they're going to walk. Yeah. Rem, I am programmed not to resist humans. No. <sighs> I, I don't... I don't actually think that's probably the way he's programmed. I think he's probably programmed not to harm humans mm-hmm. by resisting. But, but you know, two things. One, self-preservation is a thing. And yep. two, uh, they're not humans. Well, he didn't know that at the time, and but he could have. But he did, though. He knew at the point they hadn't taken any parts from him yet. They were showing him oh, the that's right. room. That's right. And he's like, oh, I bet you're all aliens. Well, I don't want you to take my parts. And then, yeah, they picked two guys, picked him up and carried him. Yep. But he didn't really, you know, like electrify his plating and shock them to death or anything, <laughs> yes. which I'm sure he could do. Or, you know, in another episode, he would be able to do that if he needed to. Exactly. Yes. And Yeah. And of course, the way he breaks down, quote unquote, just, you know, I'm, they're pulling some parts out, and I'm just, I'm not at my best. <laughs> my arm's missing. Why'd they take his arm off? I don't know. Parts in his arm? It could be. Could be they wanted to see if there was anything worthwhile in there. I don't know. And the weird part is, they keep having a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is that sort of ongoing, I, Rem, we're back. We need more parts. <laughs> What, you're going to take more parts? Yes, we are going to take more parts. But my parts, hey, parts, parts is parts. Give us parts, Rem. <laughs> we need more parts. I don't have any parts left. Oh, sure I'm you do. I'm running out of parts. You've got you're plenty. Still a function. Yeah. Didn't seem to affect his cognitive functions very much. I mean, Not, I think when he Data claims was they did, but it taken didn't apart, seem to, yeah. He, uh, he got a little derpy and uh, couldn't quite make sense sometimes. I, I seem to remember something like that happening. I just wish that Rem had started singing Daisy, Daisy. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Probably too meta for them, but it would have been. <laughs> had to have this hey, somebody song for that my creator taught me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I think if he's that far gone, he just would have been, like, irreparable. Yeah, but he was irreparable halfway through the episode. He told them he was irreparable at, at some point. When I they first he, met him, 
He said, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put me back together again. It's like, uh, well, if you got your parts back, yeah, couldn't we put the parts back? First, I think it was his rim being dramatic. And secondly, I think he was talking about if somebody of the level of competency of, of Logan and Jessica tried, they'd never be able to fix him. But they had him. Right. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. If he wasn't there, I don't know. Yeah, but at that point, he was. You I know, know, I know. I, it, it was like it, it. They they really did play up the bit about how this this looks like the end for Rem, and then he's far worse at the end of the episode, and he's just like, yeah, I, I am fine. Been all whipped back together. You know, I needed a good overhaul anyway. I'm supposed to have one every three thousand hours. I don't suppose you did the math on that, did you? No, I didn't bother. Not yet. Hundred and twenty-five days. Well, oh, lovely. Is his overhaul cycle. Three times a year, sort of practically. That's somebody well, didn't even. Yeah, it depends on the grade of overhaul. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know if they're gonna I, I, overhaul gonna, to me is overhaul, right? That that's the one where you do it all. You well, do no, all I mean you, you could be parts. like just looking at uh, structural, uh, you know, outside stuff and whether or not there's any known creaks or dings or anything like that. All the way down to extreme overhaul where you tear everything apart, put it back together, which would be difficult for him to do. But it's kind of like what he's implying. Oh, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, I needed that. I'm supposed to have that done to me every 3,000 hours. <laughs> he does seem to be fixing himself off in other episodes. He does. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's not perfect. I also really uh, hate. And they've done this before, but they do it again in this episode. Uh, Logan, I need you to connect these, the green wire and the red yeah. wire. Yeah. And then, I mean, the explosion that occurs when he yeah. connects those things. <laughs> Whoa. And I, both the, he does the first one, and I thought, okay, Rem, make this smart like remark. Mm -hmm. How Logan screwed that up. What? No? That was right? <laughs> let's lie. do pow let's do it again oh that was right okay <laughs> I guess they don't believe okay. in turning the power off to a circuit before you work on it apparently not yeah I also love the fact that Rem's just there on the side working on his little anti-alien thingy yeah they don't seem to know spare time yeah they <laughs> don't care whatever the, the aliens are so clueless in this oh they're aliens just, well there's a certain amount of that. Maybe they figure that that's like an Android version of Needlepoint. <laughs> he is very high technology. We have nothing like this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it was kind of dark, you know, when Timon is like, first off, you know, there's nothing we can do, blah, blah, blah. And then Logan's, if only I had a gun. Oh, I've got one. I've, I've set one aside in case they ever come for me, you know, and yeah. He he's not saying he's going to use it on them. He's saying he's going to use it on himself. Well, that that just took a that just took a dark turn. Why don't you leave the city? Because this is the only place I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know, it's a great little farming community right over the hill. It's not sanctuary, but it's a great little farming community right over the hill. Exactly. Only. Only occasionally troubled by raiders on horseback. Right. Now, when uh, when Timon met um, 
or had a better look at uh, Jessica and Logan, and he said he hadn't seen that since he was a lad. Uh, was he referring to Logan's follower or Jessica's aunt around her neck? Could you tell? I thought he was talking about the follower. That's what I thought, too. Interesting. Okay, so. But it's possible that he was just referring to a flashlight. Well, it could be that, too, yeah. I mean, he's he's living in a high-tech city, living in a high-tech city for, for his entire life, apparently, and there were lots of people there, and they had technology and buildings and, and all that stuff. So, right, yeah. But a flashlight, man, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a throwaway line that seemed to imply they were from the City of Domes. Yeah, they? or had some knowledge of that technology. Yeah. Or somebody from there had shown up, yeah. But that would be a Sandman. Yes. So, you know, it'd be funny if it was Morgan, the, hmm. the head of the council, when he was young, he was a Sandman, too. Before oh, he... see, it's stuff like this that makes me wish that these They'd series... had competent writers? Yeah, that they had competent writers and somebody had had actually thought of complicated stories like this, ones that would be uh, the, an actual arc that was multi-episode. Uh, but not 1970s. You no. Know, everything yeah. has to be exactly back. That's why Logan can never get another Work gun. Work with Dark Shadows. Right? I mean, yeah, that's why that's Logan can never get another gun. Because he's got to... <laughs> it's got to be exactly the way they left. The end of episode X before episode yep. yeah, I know. C. You know? Nothing happens other than they just travel soundlessly without uttering a word between them for days, weeks, who knows how long, till they get to the next uh, episode, plot, yeah. Plot issue, plot complication. Something uh-huh. to make a plot from. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and man. I, you know, I I don't need, I don't need an overly ridiculously overcomplicated story. I don't mind it, but at the same time, there is something that can be particularly annoying when... You know, things like grabbing another gun, teaching uh-huh. Jessica to shoot. You know, th- there are yeah, some they're, things they're... that you could do that, yes, it it might throw this up in syndication in the future. Um, you also have to remember that back in those days, the network, the the production companies would deliver the episodes and the networks would say, no, show that one first, show that one third. Yeah, and I, I never that one quite at the understood end the... why they did that. Well, you know, famously... Uh, the first episode of Star Trek was the man trap mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, the first episodes were supposed to be uh, where no man has gone before and uh, the Corbomite maneuver. And this one other that's right in there. It's real early. Maybe Charlie X. And they looked at all those and they said, oh, that's got a monster. You science fiction people like monsters. Show <laughs> that first. <laughs> And that's that's literally the logic that they use behind these things. Uh, is somebody like at the network Q. thinks it's says it's marketable, and uh, you know maybe it sweeps weeks, maybe it's uh, you know they're pr- promoting a new series and they want to lead off strong. Yeah, they get the, any number of things. Have to hook and if they the put audience, them, and if they have to have it shown in a particular order for it to make sense, that doesn't work for them or didn't work for them in that day and age. Um, but you know, it, it really does. 
Uh, you know, the one that bugged me more than anything else in Star Trek was Wolf in a Fold, where at the end of the episode, they take Jack the Ripper and they beam him into space, maximum dispersal. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Sure, transporter. I mean, heck, why even bother to beam him out into space, maximum dispersal? Why not just dissolve him? Yeah, and then not bother. Exactly. Just <laughs> hit the, uh, you know, copy Oops, to null. I've, I had, sorry, <laughs> I turned it off in mid-processor. You yeah. Know? I mean, but the point is they've got a, they've got a matter-dissolving destruction device. Right, they have the ultimate disintegrator. Exactly. And they be in the space, and fine, but they do it in episodes of Star Trek. But there are other episodes of Star Trek where they should have used that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Changeling with Nomad. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. You know, there there are a couple of cases where you just, like, you know, you've, you've got the ultimate freaking weapon. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is a, is a great example of that. The Genesis device is sitting on a stinking transporter pad. And uh, they're like, uh, or we could just beam it into the transporter buffer and then uh, flush the buffer. <laughs> exactly. But that's a tangent from Logan's run. But the point is, um, everything had to be back. Uh, Well-deserved tangent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that uh, the city that they had discovered was actually sanctuary. And that's why Tim knew what <laughs> what the gear was and that the aliens had killed everybody in Sanctuary. I like that. <laughs> See, now that I is like a series that. ender. <laughs> that is a series ender. And if there were just one problem with that. Oh, what's that? Michael 11? Was that what he was? I could look it up. Uh, it's, uh, how? I think it's Michael. Yeah, the guy at... Uh, Matthew the, the 12. Runner. The, the runner very, that, that escaped four years ago. Yeah. The very first runner. So if this is sanctuary, Timon has aged very poorly. If he hasn't <laughs> seen one of those since he was a child. Just saying. I, uh, you know, the different waves of runners. Mm, guess so. He's, he's. Yeah. Gen Z runner. Exactly. <laughs> We've yes. had some others, but <laughs> we don't count them because they're, they're Karens. Um, Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. So refer to Wikipedia uh, for that, folks in the future. So um, I don't know that I have anything else. No, not really. The liquid oxygen. Uh, They're Corlons, perhaps? Yes, I think they might be Corlons. Might be their name. It's their Corlon system, which kills my idea that everything's salvaged. But oh, well, I'm going to still stick with that. Because it had English Unless words Corlon, on it, like overload. Yeah, except Corlon might be what they call it, right? Oh, so we true, were building true. a Corlon system. To true. Do tri- uh, yeah, like radar. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I wasn't in, I wasn't, the way he said it, and then I, I wrote it down here, compatible parts with the Corlon system. But and it's, it's like, it? are you referring to our technology or are you referring to what you're building or... Yeah, I don't know. It's a poor episode. It's yeah. It's a poor episode, which brings us kind of to the end of the uh, the individual episodes of of Logan's run. Yep. So um, 
actually, no, there is one other thing I, I do want to point out before we, we do a little series wrap up here. What? How can he be freezing, Logan? It's so, it's so nice and warm here. Jessica, if it ever really freezes, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, they were getting a little bit more relaxed between the two. You know, what with the kissing in the haunted house and stuff. You, that that was a, a, a bit inappropriate, I feel. Uh, in the, uh, I you know, apparently they, uh, I didn't notice this, but they have made a change in her costume from the pilot to the series. What's that? Which included... Well, it included making the dress a little bit shorter and more uh, exposed. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have side panels. I noticed that. And they eliminated the bra after episode one uh, because they they wanted to bring in some, uh, uh, as the British call it, dad appeal. And (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's a kid's show, but the kids won't notice. But, you know, it does does Uh add whole meaning to this if it really freezes you'll be the first to know i'm actually thinking that up. logan and Ram will be the first to know but yes uh, yeah wholly inappropriate line of dialogue yeah. logan wholly inappropriate line of dialogue. yeah i didn't think of that mm-hmm. no so one of the things that i it's a balance right when we do these podcasts mm-hmm. i like in a way i like to watch an episode and i like to discuss the episode based on what is on the screen, not what's going on behind the scenes, because that's ultimately what the viewer gets to see, right? And um, and when you delve into the behind-the-scenes stuff, you you can start making excuses, or you can you, maybe you can understand why they made a decision, but it really shouldn't change what you see on the screen artistically, right? So yeah. I, I kind of have been avoiding trying to get any information on Logan's run while we watch through this. Uh, you know, occasionally stuff comes up as I'm looking, but but for the most part, I've I've kind of just let's let's see what we've got to watch, and then we'll talk about it. So one of the things that I definitely uh, found out, mm-hmm. we kind of discussed. I think we speculated about it. Maybe we saw something in Wikipedia, but in the pilot. The, the whole section with the mountain, not the mountain. Yeah. The people in the bunker that was added after it was filmed. So they went straight from the dome city to Washington to the mountain city and found REM. Oh, okay. And the, the network execs had them add more to make it longer. And that was the point where they said, and add a cabal of old guys uh, to the to the story for motivation for Francis. Ugh. Th- no. And uh-huh. right. Which explains <sighs> why in some episodes he seems more fanatical than in others. Yeah. Right? There there is the 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 I've just we've got to get these people and bring them back as opposed to the I've got to bring him back alive and it's carousel kind of thing. So you know, they've, they've kind of confused things up a little bit for several scripts that were written uh, along the way. And, you know, it was a stupid, stupid choice by the network. It really was. I think 
I think there were, there's a logic to it. I mean, why the hell is Francis doing this if he can't get something out of it? Everything, as we said, that's right, how executives you, you, think. You get outside the the city and you realize I can live and I don't have to die at thirty, and you abandon it. There is there is no incentive to go back to the Dome City if you're twenty nine years old, right? It's dogma. Um, Jeez, dogma. Yeah, there's that, <laughs> but uh, it it is harder to sell in a character uh, unless. You know, pe- because people don't see that in themselves. They don't understand that they're prey to dogma and they don't behave rationally. That people right. like to think they behave rationally, even when they most certainly are not. And exactly. So when you're putting together something like this, you've got to give him a reason. It does not explain any of the other Sandmen who are willing to go along with this nonsense. Right. And it kind of gives Francis a, you know, it's like, wait, so... I got 30 years of great, fun sex, drugs, rock and roll, and then I can live another 60 and still have fun sex and rock and roll? I mean, I don't know if you looked at that group of people in that room, maybe that's not what you really want, but, you know, <laughs> it, at least there's there's not, I'm going to die. Right, exactly. I now know that I could live, but I'm going to go back and die, uh, because that would just but... start the rot. That would probably start the rot in in um, society. Let's face it: in the movie, if Francis had not been killed by Logan, mm-hmm. if he had failed and went back to the city, they would have killed him. Oh yeah, yeah, he would have been executed. They, they, this, none of this mind wipe nonsense. They just dispose of him. Yeah, and you know they didn't tell him to follow him out the city anyway. He he was he did it because he was felt betrayed by a friend. So, yeah, Francis had no future. As soon right. as he knew the truth, he had no future either. Here, it's like, so I'm not, it was a stupid choice. And, but then, I, you know, maybe Francis chasing him was a stupid choice. I'm not sure. Um, uh, that definitely highlights the the education of viewers, how the people who are watching programs have gotten more educated and are more understanding of human dynamics nowadays where something like that just would fall flat. And I would hope that no studio executive would actually think that was a good idea to say, well, we're going to throw in this cabal of old guys because so he has motivation. Uh-huh. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's just too simple. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need it, that. It, He's a fanatic. People understand that because they see him on TV all the freaking time. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, well, but he would back not be too, able to brand it that. It would be a lot harder for him to have a team of fanatics. It would be a lot harder for him to have cars and, you mm-hmm. know, all the things he'd need unless he found right. his own car. And Yeah, there'd be ways to, to do it. You could do it without him having, you and know. He'd have, he'd have to be trying to kill Logan. Yeah, not just bring him back for a reason. Not just bring him back. He'd have to be out yeah. there. I'm going to kill him and then I'll go back to the city and then the city would kill me. But uh, yeah, See, that's, that's why I thought that they, in the movie, the... Francis' character was so much better because he was a fanatic. It was his his world belief that was being questioned, and he was unwilling or, un- was, or incapable of changing that. Of actually, he, he was unhinged his, by the betrayal as well. Yes, yes. His his best friend has betrayed him. Oh no, I must avenge this. Yeah, yeah. Much 
much better character than the one on the TV series. But he had a limited lifespan. Yes, right? yes. There was, that was no way he could survive that film. It just, it just wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't, you know, there was little thought given to what he would do afterwards. I mean, he probably figured that he'd bring Logan in, his corpse or whatever, and um, he'd go about his usual life until he aged a couple more years and got, you know, went to Carousel like everybody else did to renewal. Yeah. Here's a couple other things about the show. We've, you've mentioned it and, um, or you've mentioned something about it, that they mm-hmm. never call it the DS gun. Yes. In the show. Did you also notice what they do not call it ever? They don't call it a gun. Uh, it's always a weapon. Whole. Always a weapon. Also, network requirement. Oh, really? Because From guns geez. is, you know, violence. And no. in fact, <laughs> Logan's Run was considered the most violent show on TV in that no. period of time. Really? By some watchdog group, you know. No. And uh, they were only... The, the gun was modified to have multiple settings. Mm-hmm. From the movie prop to the to the TV series prop. Uh, because so... they were only allowed to fire the gun in destructive mode, uh, you know, maybe once or twice in an episode normally. Uh-huh. But they could fire stun as often as they liked. They were supposed to only shoot the gun in... I'm trying to kill you mode once an episode, but stun all you want. We can. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's funny to look back on these shows and go like, uh, yeah, okay. I'm kind of curious is that what kind of BS stuff like that is going on now in TV shows? I'm sure. I'm sure sure there's some. I'm sure there's some. I suspect it's considerably less. I would hope so. Very different (laughs) because, you know, the, Part of that was you three networks are the arbiters of what we see in our family living rooms. And now you 147 channels of cable and and streaming and nonsense. You've got a better argument that says if you don't want to watch this, you have options. It's it's much harder for the five people who call themselves the moral majority group to fire off a thousand uh, letters to uh, the studio execs Uh a month to uh, complain that it's degrading and destroying our, our American way of life, this program they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, competition is going to win. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when the three networks were all playing by the same rules, they had to play by the same rules. And it was, yep. it, you know, even if it wasn't written in law, it was a gentleman's agreement between them. And then cable comes along and HBO comes along and, Suddenly, you have to up your game to compete, and those walls would start falling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. I've never watched an episode of it. Don't care to see an episode of it. Not my thing. But I'm pretty sure, just taking a guess, that a show like Breaking Bad probably had a lot worse things in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you were with correct. regards to death, violence, killing. Etc. Just yeah, just a guess based on <laughs> what little I know, and that's a network TV show. Uh, I thought it was right, originally on HBO, wasn't it? Or FX? No, I don't. No, no, I don't believe so. Really? Wow. I I think it's a. I think it was a network show. I thought it was Fox. Crying out loud! But 
I, I won't swear to it, but I think it is. I believe it was AMC. Okay, well, that's yeah, right. That's free to air, kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's cable-ish. It's not, it's not HBO. It's not a premium pay service. Right, it, it's the, the, the free tier. I forget what, they, what that's called. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, let's see. What else do we have about this? Oh, yes. So, um, we mentioned, I think, a couple episodes back that Wikipedia and uh, IMDb both show air dates for these last three episodes. They are they're wrong. Heard? Are they? Pardon. Yes, they're wrong. That's been verified by looking at the TV Guide listings from the era. Uh, Logan's run was preempted by cartoons, holiday cartoons, uh, uh, for okay. the, the date of night visitors, and then completely different lineup on the nights that they were put in. And in fact, apparently, the dates were found to have been put forward by some guy on the internet a few years ago, saying, oh yeah, we saw these back on the East Coast, and which just shows you how crap information you get off the internet can <laughs> me because it's in both wikipedia and imdb but oh, wow it is objectively wrong well you should go um, on to wikipedia and correct that i'm surprised somebody hasn't so um th there was some controversy some people say oh it aired in some markets but that doesn't make a lot of sense right it just doesn't it doesn't make sense because they wouldn't be shipping these out like that that's not how these feeds worked in those days right they they transmitted it out of new york and then that was recorded and retransmitted from the west coast it's not like they were shipping tapes out to poughkeepsie and then poughkeepsie's like yeah i don't want to watch a charlie brown christmas this year let's put on logan's run anyway it just didn't, <laughs> didn't work that way so yeah i I think that's how it functioned. I, I... In the old days, that's definitely what they did. They they were they were catching on to the broadcast feed and and airing it from the local stations. So they were either uh -huh. catching the West Coast or the East Coast feed, and that's what you got. You didn't get to with the network shows anyway. Yeah, you could preempt yeah. a section of it. And go, you know, I want to show a rerun of Star Trek tonight. You could do that, but the local they couldn't. They wouldn't have gotten hold of the the master tapes from. Logan's run just uh -huh. it, it, and then you know it didn't happen it, TV guide it just wasn't there so uh, and then finally uh, the producers uh, I can't remember their names Goof and Igor or something like that <laughs> the executive producers see their name at the beginning of every episode apparently they are to blame for Rem being oh, really? the Rem show because he was theirs. I had Logan and Jessica, Francis, all part of the property that they, they bought. But Rem, that was our idea. Well, no, I and see. DC Fontana was not enamored of the Rem show, but was frequently overruled. Well, that's that. good to know. It's good to know DC Fontana wasn't entirely complicit in this train wreck. Uh, of a nonsense. Um, yeah. Or in the other train wreck she was wrecking her train. Was present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, with 
with a, with as many shows as she worked on in the seventies, she was uh, a witness to quite a few train wrecks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I sorry, I I like some of the work you've done, but uh-huh. you have been on. My guess is, you know, a lot of times they would go, "Well, we got one of them crazy sci-fi shows. Who can we? Who can we get? Yeah. Uh, how about yeah. this DC Fontana? Yeah, put Fontana on that one." Get him and on she probably the thought, phone. You know what? I got a house Wait, payment. You're a woman. What? Yeah. No, there's a, yeah. There you go. How come your name's DC then? Stands for Dorothy. Well, that's not nice of you to hide that. We wouldn't have even talked to you if we'd known you was a girl. Hey, <laughs> uh, and you know that's true. Sadly, yes. Yes. I don't know that I have anything else though on Logan's run. Um, you know, other than the whole, it would have been nice if they had more world building, uh, and, and like more of a, um, well, unfortunately that's, that's, I, I'm asking for essentially, wouldn't it have been greater if General Washington had tanks and armor battalions <laughs> in the Revolutionary War? Yeah. It's just the, 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 the viewing technology just wasn't there. The, the for, audience for... was not able to process that sort of thing for all that heck then it'd be like doctor who sorry for uh, you know it, it for all my complaints i guess complaints might be the wrong word for it but if you if you look at modern tv telling it it, it isn't very i don't know it, it presents problems for like a podcast like this where we're looking at it episode by episode if you're just looking at a little piece of a bigger story so, you know, in a, in a self, in a selfish way, I like the comfort of the old episodic format within reason, right? But I understand the appeal because you can take something like Foundation, mm-hmm. which is damned hard. And, you know, sure, you've got it planned over 10 years or eight years. And you've got. You've got to tell these stories that have to sweep across episode by episode. Things have to happen and they things cannot be the same in the next episode. That is the way it right. has to be a progression of the story. Yes. Westworld. Yep. You know, HBO's Westworld. Logan's Game Run. Of there Thrones. are so many properties. There are so mm-hmm. many properties like Logan's Run that could be you could come up with an end game like either finding sanctuary or or more likely, halfway through finding sanctuary, and then at the end destroying the dome city, right? Yeah, right. And you could you could tell that over a series of years, or or you know maybe two or three. I don't know. Just kind of depend on how they want to segment that out. And it could be good. It could be really good. It, it, oh yeah. It, Learning about the outside world, not not this stupid civilization of the weak where all clusters, nobody communicates <laughs> with each other, but everything's fine. Yeah, it, exactly. As if, you know, there really is a ruined world out there, and you really do have to work at trying to rebuild that world. Right. And and progressively dealing with those problems, maybe establishing a colony, maybe uh, having to fight off of, uh, a Sandman attack or whatever that happens to be, or establish a, yeah. uh, a roving horrors, band yeah. of people. 
Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a, a fixed colony, maybe you've started building up a wagon train. I'm only slightly being sarcastic there. But in other words, a group of people <laughs> that you're traveling yeah. with fleeing yeah. from the Cylon tyranny or the Sandman tyranny or something. <laughs> exactly. Right? That you, yeah. you could add people to the mix. You could lose people. Uh, wh- what is that uh, show I hate? Uh, name the show I hate, John. Oh, Walking boy. Walking Dead. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. I, 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 yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I've seen like two or three episodes of it, but I, I know. Yeah. I just don't the... like zombie films. So a zombie TV series does not appeal to me. But, you know, I know what they have to do there. They have to establish community and defenses and yeah. people live and people die and people go on and, and it's an apocalyptic world. And that's kind of what Logan's got going here. Mm-hmm. And but they can have an end game, and it would ha- it would need to have an end. You yeah, know, this series, the original series, is never gonna. My imaginary series has an end, but this original series, <laughs> no, there's is, no, it's never it's, gonna end. Yeah, yeah, they will. It's just gonna be popping in and out of the dome city until they die of old age. Yeah, and uh, you know, at some point they're gonna be too old to pop into <laughs> Logan's Run thirty years later. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, oh, how's this gonna work? Yeah. Well, you know, Gregory Harrison's still out there, so they could they could do a Logan's Run reunion movie. Oh yeah, he'd be one of the uh, elders. Return to the city of domes. If he called Logan's Logan, Hobble. I'd be old man. Yes. <laughs> Logan Shuffle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, success or a failure of a TV series? Um, uh, boy. Um, you know, when I would sit down and watch this, because I watched them all twice as I do with these shows, just because. Oftentimes, it's like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I don't need to watch this one twice. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, no, that feeling. But, you know, I want to take my notes and, and make sure that I didn't miss something that was really, you know, staring me in the face, which I'm sure I did anyways. But once in a while, there'd be these little glimmers of, like, of things that would make me hope that the next episode, they might have a little bit more of a hint as to, what the world was like or, you know, just things like that. But uh, success or failure, I mean, if you were coming right off the movie, you'd watch this and go, what the hell did I just watch? What, mm-hmm. What's what's going on here? No. So I'm going to say it's a failure. Yeah, I I I wouldn't have to hesitate so much. I think it's a failure. Right? It, <laughs> you know, not, nice. just, not just Show from my the work. standpoint <laughs> of, um, you know, it was a ratings failure and therefore by the the only objective means of uh, of commercial TV in the 1970s, it was definitely a failure. But I mean, I think I think Man from Man from Atlantis. I think The Invisible Man is a better show. Oh, by far, this. by far, and, and that was no no award winning show. No, but it was. You know, it didn't it didn't really beat me over the head with we're missing the boat here. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, your format's not that good. And there is definitely a problem with a guy who has to take off his mask and hide. And there was definitely a problem with the kinds of jobs that they would send him on. You know, there, there, that wasn't thought through. But the show didn't go beyond that. That That's what this is. It's a spy show with a guy who can be invisible. Yeah. Logan's Run should have much more depth. And it does yes, not it's... have any more depth. And it is equally as poorly thought out as yes. The Invisible Man. Yes, yes. 
I agree completely. It's, it had so much potential and it was squandered. It just, it, yeah, it's, it, you know, and I think that's probably the, the biggest insult you can, you can give to a viewer of a, a program is to show, look at all this potential and we're not going to let you have any of it. Ha ha ha. And it had a huge special effects budget. And by the standard of the day, it was really high tech. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Star Wars blew that out of, yeah, well, out of existence. Yeah. I mean, just what was acceptable overnight and literally overnight while this show was on, mm -hmm. you know, from, from the time they started producing the show to the time it went on the air is when Star Wars came yep. into existence. And, you know, maybe you that's know, I, one of the big reasons why it, it really Felt half fast. It, it felt like everybody was just dialing it in. I mean, except maybe, you know, the actors and the actresses want on here, you know, they were probably trying to do their best, but I think everybody who was in charge of production, you know, everybody who made decisions anyways and would actually do the writing were like, ugh, you know, Star Wars, what can we do? Let, let's just do the show. We'll move on to the next project. You know, get this out of here. We can't compete. It could be. It could be. I think, you know, remembering how Star Wars was a little bit of a slow burn in the pop culture, you know, not for the not for the diehards Star well, Wars. Well, yeah, things, yeah. I but, mean, you know, it's still in the theater six months later. Oh, my God, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. But Logan's Run, another one of my childhood memories, put to rest on a fusion yes. patrol. And then jumped on top of and... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm something sorry, burned on it to do, to make sure no one can ever find the grave. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much done and dust control. Destroying my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Episode by episode. <laughs> no more happy memories. Uh, yeah. Sean, thank you for joining me on this journey for this uh, run. I can't of wait episodes. until we have another show we can slaughter. I mean, critique. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> I hope you at least had fun as we ran along with Logan. Yep. And I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash Fusion Patrol or patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at FusionPatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at SoundCloud.com slash FusionPatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next time on Fusion Patrol, the moment we've all been waiting for. The culmination of all the story arc goodness when all the loose ends are tied up neatly with a bow in the two-part series finale of Star Hunter Redux in Hyperspace, Parts 1 and 2. Come join the conversation as we say farewell to the Transutopian.